Welcome to the Upper Class Podcast. I'm joined here with Katie, Tristan, and Mr. King. This is uh, the podcast that's going to be replacing Calvary Mac Upper Class for a little while while we're all stuck in quarantine. But first, Katie, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, guys. My name is Katie. Like Bryant said, I've been going to Calvary now for a little over a year. I'm a junior in high school. I'm 16, and I love Jesus. She loves Jesus. That's right. Amen. All right, Tristan. Hi, guys. Uh, My name is Tristan. Uh, I've been coming to Calvary for like two and a half years now, and my dad is a pastor here. Which, yes, I'm a pastor's kid. You know. <laughs> PK. Yeah, man. Well, that's all right. Yeah. PKs are all right in my yeah. book. But uh, I'm a junior in high school. I'm 17. Uh, I lead worship for the upperclassmen youth group, and I also love Jesus. That's so, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tristan's dad is my boss. All right. So you have to do King. what I said. Yeah, I, I have to do what, what uh, Tristan's dad says. And, and me. By extension, what Tristan <laughs> says. That's actually why I'm here right now. I don't yeah. want to get fired. All right, <laughs> Connor. All right. My name is Connor King. I go to McKinnonville High School. I'm 17, and I've been going to Calvary Chapel for about two years now. And I play drums on the worship team, and I also am pretty close with Jesus. Mm. <laughs> I love me some Jesus. All right. <laughs> and my name is Bryant. I am the youth pastor of the upperclassmen youth group. And uh, we just want to see people stay in the faith after they graduate. So that's why we separate everything from uh, juniors and seniors away from the underclassmen. But anyways, uh, you may be wondering why we made a podcast. Are you wondering? Of Any course. Of you? Yeah, yeah, a little. Not really. No? Just <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, because I just explained it. So <laughs> Katie and Tristan weren't listening. Oh. Uh, <laughs> nice. But um, just trying to add to the conversation. Yeah, that's so. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Have any of you guys ever podcast before? No, no, no. Podcasted. Me neither. Sometimes I, in my head, I just pretend I'm in a podcast. Yeah, you know? that's great. So that's great. Brian, it's kind of like you sometimes look like you're in a podcast because you're talking to people, but no one's there. No one's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, well, we're all together now. Well, it's true. I'm talking yeah. to you guys. Yeah. But if I was alone. You wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, we're doing this because uh, we want to still stay connected through this season of separation. Um, as you all know, youth group got shut down when uh, the White House announced that they don't recommend people um, meeting in groups of over 10. But we never canceled. We don't want people to think that youth group is canceled. <laughs> it's just changing forms. It's morphing into something new. Uh, and what it's morphing into is, is, is a, podcast. a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Podcast. I got, got that it. one right. Yeah. It Good job, took a little bit. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, w- uh, the vision behind this podcast is that people can still get together in very small groups, separate away from the church, maybe at homes, maybe at a, I don't know, a park. Oh, wait. Are we allowed to go to parks still? Yeah, we're allowed to go to parks. If it's under 10 people. Okay. (laughs) All right. So just count how many people are there. And if you're safe to go, then get together in very small groups and listen to this podcast. Uh, We want you guys to still be encouraged and connected through this time. We don't want anyone to get isolated. Uh, We want to keep the body of Christ moving and acting. Um, And so at the end of this podcast, there is going to be some questions 
for you guys to talk to and talk through and think about. Uh, hopefully it'll be still a challenging time where God is moving and working uh, through the upper class ministry. But um, if you guys aren't comfortable still meeting together in person or if, uh, I don't know, if a actual quarantine happens, <laughs> which some people are predicting, then uh, just meet over Zoom or FaceTime or any other sort of uh, digital interface where you can talk to each other and, and listen together and talk about these questions. Uh, the questions are going to be posted on um, the Instagram account and also on the CMUC blog. But thanks for joining us. All right, let's get right into it, guys. You ready? Yeah, ready. I'm ready. All right, topic number one. Topic number one, Talking consumerism. <laughs> what do you guys think when I say the word consumerism? Capitalism. I, I Capitalism. Kinda, I kind of okay. think of, like, pizza because pizza? I consume that. Oh, yeah, really that's fast, good. That's you know? good. <laughs> I think of, like, taking stuff in, okay. buying. Yeah, definitely. More and more and more, right? Just keep, yeah. Keeping up with the Jones. You guys ever heard that saying before? Isn't it keeping no. up with the Jonases? The Jonas Brothers? Yeah. It's hard to keep up with the Jonas Brothers. They're pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's right. Just just consuming. Consuming. Uh, uh, Connor, capitalism is what you think of, huh? Well, it's like people are – a good way or a bad way? I don't know. Both (laughs) ways because capitalism, at least the people who take it really seriously are trying it. They're trying to take stuff and trying to get as much as they can. Well, that would be the consumerism aspect of it, I guess. Yeah, just trying to consume and have more. Um, So do you guys agree that this extremely consumeristic mindset of America, of the American culture, has uh, crept into the church? Oh, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I would even go so far as to say that it drives the way that we have done church for years and years. Yeah. I definitely feel like a lot of, like, pastors and leadership people in the church, they kind of tend to think that people won't come unless it appeals to people, you know? Mm. That's and good. I think the problem that a lot of people have is that is they got to remember that people come because they're hungry for Jesus. They're not yeah. hungry for the way mm-hmm. stuff looks, you know? That's so true. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, uh, I think that as sad as it is that we can't all gather as a giant group on Sunday mornings or on youth group nights, I kind of feel like this is a really healthy season for the church in America. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, is that too edgy? No. Did I offend anybody? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that through this season, the Church of America has a huge opportunity to try to grow out of their consumeristic mindset of just taking just coming on Sunday mornings and then taking and taking and taking. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah, that does make yeah. sense. I think that at the end of the season, we might not take for granted what we have anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Mm-hmm. Definitely missing. I mean, even last Sunday, there was very, very few people at service. And it was kind of just mind-blowing, like thinking, well, now people are at home. I hope they're still doing the same things that they were doing yeah. at the church, you know, Sunday yeah. morning. I hope they're still having a growing relationship with God. And it's not just being at the building and hearing Brian talk. Seriously. Yeah, I definitely think, like, the best way for people to realize, like, what they have and what's important is if they've lost it because they realize how much they really need it in their life, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude, so. I agree completely. You know— <laughs> well, I think going off what Tristan was saying, 
like realizing what you lost it's not like losing necessarily like the people or like the worship music it's more of like losing that connection that you once had with Jesus you know, because if it's if the foundation is built with being here and you can't carry it on to when you're home, you realize that like you need to have you need to have that faith rooted in your heart and yourself. Yeah. And not just when you walk mm-hmm. into the church doors. Yeah. That's, that's what happens when you ask Jesus into your heart. He doesn't live in the church. He lives mm. within you. Yeah. So that's he's good. with you wherever you go. Very good point. Well, yeah. and us as the people, we are the church. Mm-hmm. So it's important to keep that alive and keep that fire burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that this season is going to be like the fire that hardens some people's faith, you know, because yeah. they, they can't just depend on going to church anymore. They have to take hold of it and own it, right? Yep. Own For your sure. faith. That's yeah. right. You know, and and uh, part of this even reminds me, like, uh, about uh, we're not facing this in this situation necessarily, but just the persecution of persecution of the church and other countries. Yeah. Right. Definitely. They have to meet either secretly or in very small numbers at homes. Mm -hmm. The church is their family Mm -hmm. for them, you know, and, uh, we're kind of getting a chance to experience that as Americans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so I honestly feel like this is a very healthy season, uh, for the church. And I think that God's going to do great things. And this is what at Calvary Mac, we want God to teach this to our people mm-hmm. is home is our first church. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Home is where it all starts. Home, your family, if you live with your family, if you don't live with your family, then you're your own church, I guess. But home is your first church. When you think of church, you should think of your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even like uh, when it comes down to the family dynamic, parents are the spiritual leaders of the home. That's how it should be. It's not good enough to just send your kids to youth group or to mm-hmm. children's ministry uh, when they gather. Mm-hmm. You know, y- it needs to be a, a permanent thing, a consistent thing. And it that depends on the parents. Mm-hmm. The parents taking ownership. And uh, home is your first church. Mm. Man, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, is that it for consumerism? I believe so, sir. All right. Topic number two that I think we should cover is staying connected my question is how can we stay connected with no church or youth group is that even possible i mean i don't know you tell me <laughs> it's, it's, we're asking the listeners are you listening to this now <laughs> this is a way it's pretty possible i mean like most people have some kind of technology and we're on like a lot of platforms yeah, like, mm-hmm. this is. I don't even know how many platforms this podcast is gonna go to. Yeah, but we have Instagram, we have a blog, we have. I think there's like a Facebook or yeah. something. I don't know if some like some sort of we, have a website. we have a website. We have a yeah. whole website. Yeah. So yeah, that's great for keeping us like all in the know. Um, but how can we stay connected as individuals? Ooh, excellent question. Excellent. Hmm. Excellent. Well, having having good friends is really important I think and is a key to staying connected you know just reaching out to if you have like a pull in your heart that says like ask them if they want to start a bible study or ask them if they just need something to pray for pray together that's a good way and also talking to like the leaders or more mentors of your life like you Bryant like staying connected with you and yeah just other people I definitely think you still have to try to like be social you know Mm -hmm. during this time because uh-huh. you can't just sit at your house and just do nothing, you know. Yeah. You got to 
go talk to people, uh-huh. whether it be with technology or, I don't know, just going to the park with them or something. You yeah, know? So. I agree. Go play wiffle ball with less than 10 friends. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, even though it can that? seem kind of, kind of sad, you know, like thinking that we're in quarantine right now and being locked in our houses and maybe our parents not letting us out, we can still – you know, we have devices, we have phones, mm-hmm. and that's what's amazing about it is you can be miles away but still be able to talk with them at a click of a button. Yeah, there's so many op- options these days for still meeting face-to-face with people even though you can't reach out and touch them. Um, like, have you guys heard of Zoom? No. No. Isn't it like FaceTime? It's kind of like FaceTime, but it's a bit more professional. Uh, actually, my school is using it for their classes. Um that's cool. A lot of businesses are using it for their meetings right now because you can have, like, hundreds of people on it at once if <laughs> really? you need to. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, it also works great if there's just four of you or yeah. two of you, you know, uh, and it, it's just a really great uh, service. It's free when you sign up, um, and that would be a great way to connect still if you're not allowed to leave your house. Uh, FaceTime's a great option. I know Instagram has a uh, sort of a FaceTime thing now um but yeah all those are great options and uh that's kind of what we wanted to hit on for how to stay connected with Mm -hmm. cmuck during this time is like connor brought up uh social media all these different platforms keep in the know make sure you follow us if you haven't already on instagram it's calvary mac upper class uh we're gonna have a link to the blog up there soon so you could check out all of our resources that we're posting and then um shameless plug yeah, James, <laughs> always. <laughs> but uh, also, don't don't give up seeing each other and meeting each other. Mm-hmm. And and if you think of someone in your group that you don't think someone's going to reach out to, then you do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if there if there's someone who uh, maybe doesn't have super strong connections to upper class, and you're worried that they're just going to go this whole eight weeks without anyone reaching out to them, then you do it yourself. And uh, invite them to listen to the podcast with you over FaceTime Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, have the conversations afterward. But uh, like we said, the way that we want to stay connected together is we're not going to give up our community. Youth group isn't canceled. It's just different for this season. And so listen to the podcast and then uh, talk about the questions at the end. Uh, Who remembers what we're talking about in youth group right now? Holy Spirit. That's right. Yep, that's what we talked about on Sunday. What about like the series that we're in the season? Self-sustaining faith. Yeah, own that's your right. faith. Own your own faith. Your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's the official name is own your faith, but um, okay. you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but the theme is self-sufficient faith. You yeah. know, we want people yeah, to. Right. What a better time than now for people to learn how to do that. Right, guys, yeah. do you have any thoughts on that? I think it was probably intentional that that was put on your heart to do it this time. For sure. Wow. Yeah. I, it was wow. all timed, perfectly timed. Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. We'll definitely be talking about some timing stuff today. Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have a pretty amazing story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I can't wait till we get to that. Talk about what happened on Sunday night. It was so amazing. You know, the Holy Spirit moved so much. But um, I, you know what, Connor? I hadn't thought about it, but I completely agree with you. That God would put it on my heart mm-hmm. to wait until now to talk to the students about owning your faith, and then this happens. Yeah. That's right. It's so good. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, because right now, for the last actually quite a long time, do you guys know what percentage of uh, 
Christians who grew up going to church stay in the faith through their early 20s? Is it uh, 25%? It's a little bit more than that. 30%? That's right. <laughs> Whoa. 30. So that means 69.5% don't. Yeah, what do the other 0.5 do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they become another religion. I oh, well, that's oh. not staying in the faith still. <coughs> that's true. That's yeah. Unless you're saying they go to a, a different denomination that doesn't believe in the Bible or something. Scientology. Oh. Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> they become uh, Buddhists. If Scientology ever infiltrates our people, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do everything we can to reject them. Um, if you are stuck in Scientology right now, get help. You reach out call. to us. Don't reach yeah. out to me because I don't want to get assassinated. Or just look at Google. It's really Google not that it? hard. I don't know because then they'll track you. You might want to go to like the FBI or something. Just keep listening to our podcast. Yeah, just listen to the podcast. <laughs> You'll all get your some troubles. Jesus yep. <laughs> in your heart. It'll all go away. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a 70% dropout rate of Christians who grew up in the church. So that means when they go through college and their late teens or their early 20s, 70% of them leave the faith. Can you guys think of some reasons why that might be? Well, maybe they don't know how to have a self-sufficient faith, you know? Yeah. They're on their own, and they're like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, type thing. Yeah. So. I agree. A lot of people have a faith that lives through someone else. Yes. Ooh. So it's good, wh- whether that be their parents or just their friends uh-huh. or even just their pastor being like, hey, you should come to church. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'll come to church. Now there's not that. Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. To be own. responsible for yourself. Wow. Yeah, it, and that goes back to the question of why do people go to church? Why? It shouldn't it be to experience God? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing is I know some people who are just so quick to give up church whenever there's something else that they just they, they're willing to plan things over church. But I'm just so thirsty to experience God and to worship God with other people and to see the Holy Spirit moving that I love going to church, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that just it just isn't the same for a lot of people and so really on my heart i just want that for everyone i want everyone to to be hungry for the holy spirit and for god and to to want to go to church because that's one of the places where they experience god it's probably the Mm -hmm. only place they experience god with other people in a congregational setting but yeah that was great connor but like you were saying with with the whole church being like set off or canceled for a while yeah it it does have to start in your own heart. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's important if, if you have, if you have a feeling or like a, a desire or want to go to church and experience something new and, and God in your life and move, um, that you reach out to other people who have been there longer and like leadership, because those yeah. are the people yeah. that will help you and that will support you Yeah, mm-hmm. when you are new to the faith or new <clears throat> to the whole god thing in general yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so good katie completely agree any other thoughts on that um yeah i i just definitely agree with that you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. think i think that uh by owning your faith you're set off better to stay in the faith when you live on your own isn't that just pretty straightforward and simple mm-hmm. logic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and like like what you guys are saying so many people go to church because that's what they do with their parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then when they graduate high school it's okay for them not to go because that's mm-hmm. just a thing to do why why should i 
keep doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but church is a great way to get fed. It's important, you know, how you get poured into. Katie brought up a great, a great point to reach out to uh, others um, who are older in the faith in order to, uh, you know, s- keep being fed and growing. But um, it all starts in your heart. Mm-hmm. It all starts at home. I have another thing to say. Yeah. Um, another thing for like young adults is that they don't always have like a ton of time. Yeah. But I was the thing, say too. so the thing about that is that like if someone says they don't have enough time to go to church or s- and you know have a self-sustaining faith. Um, Wes was talking about this a while ago in youth group and it's like he gave the analogy like if my wife wants to go on a date with me I'm not going to say oh I'll find free time to do that huh. He, you make time for that mm-hmm. yeah. and it's the same thing for church you got to make time yeah and let's be honest Sunday morning people have time on Sunday morning yeah it's true <laughs> a lot of people are just sleeping so I've yeah. always been told that you make time for what's important it's true mm-hmm. it's really true and I feel like yeah we keep saying it but it's so true this season is a huge opportunity for people to like live that out and learn it. Mm-hmm. Now on Sunday morning, it's so much easier to choose not to watch a live stream service with your family than to just mow mm-hmm. or cook or do whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're going to do yeah. instead, you know, exactly. like, but um, there's just so much beauty in gathering your family together and, and worshiping God in your house, in mm-hmm. your home. And being able to talk about it together. after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not just listening to it and li- and then going on about your day. Like, having a conversation mm-hmm. and having the ideas, like, grow in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are afraid uh, for how this is going to affect the church. But I'm encouraged. I really feel like this is going to be a great season mm-hmm. where people are going to learn so much. Definitely. And God's going to teach people so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh Let's move on now to some some uh, <laughs> hot topics in our world today. <laughs> Let's start off with a coronavirus update. I wanted to ask you guys a question and see if you had any insight. Maybe I don't think we got to actually research this. <gasps> Unfortunately, maybe someone can <laughs> – bless you, coronavirus. <laughs> maybe someone can uh, just quickly Google search this. But are there actually any quarantines in the United States? Any state mandated, you have to stay in your house quarantines. I know there's not a national. Like, it's just everything that they've said is a re- like a, rec- a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, like self-quarantine. Uh-huh. But I'm not sure if it's, like, mandated by state or national. Yeah. Well, then, here's my next question. What's up with all the memes? <laughs> <laughs> what, you guys are you, what are you supposed to do when you're quarantined? There's a <laughs> ton of people who just make memes. And it's like, yeah. It's a great pastime. But the idea is that, like... We're not in quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Like, as, so are they predicting Lots the of people are putting themselves in quarantine. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. As, as, far, exactly. as far as I've Googled, there's not like a law that says you have to be quarantined in the okay. U.S. I know in other countries there are, but as far as we know in the U.S., there's okay. not. You but, also right. must remember that there are a lot of antisocial people who are like, quarantine? <laughs> All right. It's an oh, excuse yeah, for yeah. me to stay okay. home. Yeah, yeah. So this that's is the like whole an joke. extrovert's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a scene on Babylon Me the other day. It's a nerd's paradise because you get to be at home antisocial and play video games (laughs) don't talk to anybody yeah that's so good uh yeah okay that explains a lot thanks guys i was super curious about that but i will say right now psa public service announcement (laughs) if you come into contact with someone who has a confirmed case of coronavirus or if a family member has it that lives in your house or if you have coronavirus, dun, dun, please, dun. please 
uh, quarantine yourself. Yes. We all agree. Just for yes. our sake. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the just people who are sick and people who are high risk, just be careful yeah. and cautious yeah. and be smart and wise. And same goes for everyone else. We're all being wise and we can all be cautious, but yeah. we can still go out and enjoy some fresh air and some mm-hmm. sunshine. <laughs> just wear a mask, please. <laughs> yeah, do, do something. Just wear like a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah. And stay away from your grandparents for a while. Yes. Don't give Seriously, them a, don't stay give them away a from like yeah. anyone over probably 40. Yeah, but that brings up a great point. 40? Too. Over 40. <laughs> I don't know. So don't, stay away from your parents too. Yeah, that too. Stay away from everyone <laughs> over the age of 12. <laughs> Stay away from everyone, just be, just for the sake. <laughs> Actually, of it. honestly, if you're sick, yeah, I don't know what we're just saying. get away from people. If you're sick, quarantine yourself, please. Yeah. But um, a lot of people are quarantining themselves because they're they are like they have immune deficiencies mm-hmm. or they're they're old and they're at risk, you know. Um, and we want to be able to serve them and mm-hmm. take care of them. So uh, to any upperclassmen students listening to this. Uh, we're actually going to have some opportunities to serve those at-risk people. Right now, uh, uh, Pastor Dan is actually making phone calls and uh, asking people for who needs help. Um, and so we're going to activate you upperclassmen who have your driver's license to uh, do stuff like go get groceries for them because mm-hmm. they're locked in their house and they don't want to get sick and die or you know other things that they may need just to show – that we love them, and uh, I it might even be coming up later in the show on the on our notes somewhere. But if you look at Acts uh, chapter two, talks about a time when you know thousands of of Jews made a pilgrimage to Jerusalem for a festival, and uh, they came there, and that's when Pentecost happened. Do you guys know what Pentecost is? I've that's, heard the name. That's when the Holy Spirit fell on people for the first time, and they all started speaking in tongues, oh, yeah, and like healing people. No, What's that? They thought they were drunk or something. Yeah, some people thought they yeah. were drunk. So then uh, uh, Peter stood up and gave a, an inspired message. And thousands of people gave their life to Jesus wow. at that time. You know, uh, so Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell on these people who were dedicating themselves to prayer in what's called the upper room. And uh, so then, then they were Jesus followers. And then when the Spirit fell on them, you know, thousands of people got saved because of all the signs and miracles. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, but anyway, where was it going with that? Oh, yeah. So now <laughs> what you've got is thousands of new believers who don't live in Jerusalem, who are staying in Jerusalem Jerusalem, because they're just hungry for more. This is where the only Christians in the world are at this point, is they uh, are stuck in Jerusalem. And so the Christians that lived in Jerusalem – opened up their homes, let them in. They would, it says in Acts 2.45 that they sold their belongings to pay for these Christians that were in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they were being uh, led by the Spirit to stay there. Um, and the church came together as a body of believers and took care of them. That's what we want to do now for our people who are yeah. stuck in their homes. Right, guys? Yes. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's other ways to serve people too, like um, for parents who have work and mm-hmm. their kids yeah. have, they can't go to school because yeah. schools are closed until the end of April uh-huh. and so like I know for myself anyway we have um, like a neighbor kid whose parents both work and so he's going to be home alone for like the whole day yeah. and so we'll probably be having him at our house like every day oh that's so cool so, that's a great yeah. example of just taking some initiative and, and being the church at this time and helping people and 
and loving people right guys mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's what i'm doing with my aunt and their their friends like their parents are going to be at, at work all day and they're they can't stay home alone they're too young mm-hmm. so like doing daycare and watching kids like that's a great way to serve yeah people mm-hmm. definitely Absolutely. that's so awesome guys uh but anyway how did we get to that oh coronavirus update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it yeah, yeah. it's just a. Uh, it's another example of why we shouldn't see this as the end of the world. I mean, even if we do see it as the end of the world, we have hope. Mm-hmm. We have hope in Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we have an opportunity now for God to edify his church so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Absolutely. distractions yeah. are removed. People are in crisis. So when people are in crisis, they turn to God. Whenever the people think the world is going to end, there's revival. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so let's Definitely. keep praying for revival during this time. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but yeah, uh, as far as Calvary Mac goes, for at least eight weeks, no church. <laughs> that's crazy. That's that is eight really weeks. Crazy. Well, I mean, that's what's like at school. So, True. yeah. You know, like, no school, no church. Which is church. also time crazy. Unfortunately, I still have to do school. Interesting. <laughs> 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 We got the online school exactly. guy here. I think I had one of my teachers calling me. They're like, oh. where are you today? Oh. <laughs> but, so I Uh-oh. had to decline. But hey, I'll, you I'll didn't tell me you were this. skipping class to record a podcast. <laughs> hey. I can't take well, this. It's okay. <laughs> no, from your mom. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah uh, to Tristan's parents, who are also my boss. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> no, yeah, it's all, it's all good, though, because it's kind of like just kind of work right, whenever. Type yeah. School, okay. So Cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, no church for eight weeks. We're doing online, and so how's that going to change everything? Well, the groups are getting smaller. We used to meet at like 150, 200 at a time. Now we're meeting like the smallest unit possible, family units. And uh, for us who are in our young adult stages, we're meeting with friends, you know, to Mm -hmm. watch the service together Mm -hmm. on Sunday morning, and it's just a really cool new experience. Well, we can always look at the positive. Like, we're going to grow connections and bonds with people, like, on a level we've never yeah. never got to exactly. before. And so I think that's really important with having, like, the podcast, being able to meet up and yeah. listen to it and, you know, create a good relationship with the people around you. Definitely. I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and we're going to keep saying it because we want this vision to happen we want to get everyone on board with this. Our home is our first church, and God is bringing families back together through this. Mm-hmm. For sure. Amazing things mm-hmm. are going to happen if mm-hmm. we let it happen, too, if we pray for it. you know. Yep. We have an opportunity <coughs> here. that We should see this as an opportunity instead of a, uh, a downfall. Definitely. You know? Yeah. But, be optimistic. Um, any, yeah, be optimistic about it. We can be because we have hope in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I wanted to ask you guys, how has this ban on meetings affected you the most? Ooh. What's the worst part about it so far? Honestly, for me, uh, it's that th- they like basically canceled MLB. <laughs> so oh. I can't watch any baseball right now. <laughs> yeah, you know? dude. Wow. Yeah. Can, yeah. You know. I wonder how that affects our friend Andy. I, I think he's coming back here. Oh no. Yeah, dude. That's rough. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because oh, they're yeah. closing down most of the facilities and stuff he, right now. He so. plays for the Volcanoes, right? The Giants, yeah. The Giants, okay. The 
but yeah, he's on the minor league team for them right well, now. Wow. So now he can come back to giving Caden pitching lessons. Yeah, he can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, man, that's too bad. Yeah, it is. Well, what about you, Connor? Um, probably. Well, for one thing, school. Yeah. Since you can't gather there, and so I've just been doing whatever I want for yeah. the past week, and like it's fun. To an extent, because I get to be with my friends a lot more. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like there's not a lot to do, and I almost feel like I'm not being responsible with my mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird. And the other thing <laughs> is, I've been like, I like need money, kind of. Oh. And so, <laughs> I had a job after school, but now that was at the school. Oh. And so now, really, I, I can't go. That. Yeah, I can't go. Because oh, they're not man. having it because yeah. school is canceled. Yeah, so it's that's like a lot of people are in that place where they they lost their job. Yeah. I know a, a mm-hmm. couple people off the top of my head personally who were laid off because of <coughs> this. You know, so yeah, we need to be praying for those people and supporting. It's another opportunity for the body of Christ to come together yeah. and support each yeah. other. Absolutely. Yeah, my my mom she works as a substitute teacher at a school in Dayton. And she's not working right now. Yeah. Because yeah. All mm-hmm. schools are closed down. So, think about all the small businesses, <laughs> oh, yeah. and restaurants, mm-hmm. especially like family-owned restaurants. That, oh man, it's it's a dark outlook to see where this is going for them. Mm-hmm. S- especially small businesses like that. Especially restaurants, they can't be closed down for weeks. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we need to be praying for them and that uh, they'd be supported at this time mm-hmm. and that they'd that the people in their churches would surround them and help them through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, that's definitely our role is helping, yeah. helping out people like that because mm-hmm. people are probably scared Yeah. right now. Yeah. And, yeah, just being able to be there for them and support them and uh-huh. and be, be optimistic for them because we do believe that everything will work out to be okay yeah. and that there is a plan. I know that uh, Tristan, your parents – have had some great ideas for how we can support small businesses right now or at least your your mom has posted about it on facebook about um uh buying gift cards yeah from the small businesses yeah i thought that was a good idea because uh i don't know where they got the idea from but then you are still giving money to the businesses Mm -hmm. you're still supporting them but you are not uh um taking away their stock yeah Mm-hmm. It's like free money for them until things are better. You can use those gift cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I just thought that was an awesome idea how we can support small businesses. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, um, another thing I was thinking too is uh, a lot of churches are really afraid right now for their income because when people lose jobs, they stop tithing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so we also need to just remember to continue to be faithful to give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even uh, if it's hard. Mm-hmm. The testimony yeah. in my life is that when things don't seem like it's possible at all that we can make ends meet, but we still tithe, God is so faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be prayerful and wise, but always be generous and give. Remember, yes. that's what we talked about for the last month uh, in the upperclassmen group. Is yeah. Being generous with yeah. your money. Why do we have money? To be generous. That's mm-hmm. right. And if we're generous with our money, God's going to bless us. And uh, so that includes helping out small businesses and still uh, giving to the church so that way we can mm-hmm. keep going and, and, and uh, help God, you know, 
impact our communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's good for the coronavirus update. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see here. I think we've got an uplifting news story now. Yes. Great. Let's so hear. Despite it, all this like dark stuff, I w- I kind of found a fun story. There's this guy. Um, well, according to the uh, the Canberra Times, there was this dude. He lost like everything to like grass fires and stuff on his farm. Oh. But then, like a couple days later, he won the lottery oh, worth sweet. like two hundred thousand well, dollars. There you go. Cool. So divine. That's... <laughs> did it did it pay for his uh, losses? I think yeah, that pay wow. for his losses. So cool. Yeah. So some uplifting news. Yeah. You know, so now he can rebuild his farm and yeah. So and yeah, survive. What would you guys do if you won the lottery? Start with Katie. Uh, no, don't start with okay. me. <laughs> Anyone go? Well, I think I'd buy a a large Intex pool and put all the money <laughs> in and swim around. <laughs> nah, real serious. Seriously though, um, thanks to Brian, I'd probably budget and oh, and cool. add to my savings and stuff. So yeah, yeah. sweet. Kind of stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I was gonna invest like a decent majority oh. of that money. Yeah, and then I would just like live comfortably with the rest of it <laughs> and <laughs> since i have money and the whole point of having money is so that you can be, be generous, generous with it yeah <laughs> i would be like like hey you want, you want lunch let's have lunch, Here's lunch. <laughs> I'll, buy, I'll buy lunch that's awesome because i love when people do that for me yeah yes. i like it when people like, do that for me too back that way yeah, yeah that's definitely so awesome. definitely <laughs> oh and i'd probably buy a new car <laughs> to drive people around with, right? Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah, course, yeah. generosity course. right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Buy a brand new, uh, brand new uh, Shelby Cobra and drive people <laughs> for two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Well, yeah, seventy thousand dollars. Dude, oh, you can buy a kit car for less like than under twenty. A kit car? Yeah, yeah, but then it doesn't have all the good stuff. No, you can't talk <laughs> ever. <laughs> this is when I sign out when they start talking about cars <laughs> and I don't know. All right, get us back on track, Katie. Um, what would I do if I won the lottery? I would probably uh, help my mom pay for college. Wow. So then we can have necessities at home wow. and be able to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's what I would do first. Wow. Katie wins. <laughs> <laughs> Katie wins. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, Katie. Man. Well, uh, I don't recommend playing the lottery, though. Yeah. Especially it's... since none of you are 18. Well, what would you do? If, you won if the lottery. I won the lottery, oh, jeez. I know I I would not do the cash out where you get it all at once. I would do where they pay it a little bit at a time. That's a thing? Yeah, that's there's two options when you win that I've heard about at least. Is you cash out all at once and you get less because there's a whole bunch of fees and taxes and stuff, but you have it all. Or you get it a little bit at a time and you end up with more by the end. Mm-hmm. I would do that just because I wouldn't want to change my lifestyle too much. That also helps yeah. keep mm-hmm. it in check so you're not yeah. just like spending like crazy, you know? You know, the scary thing is the statistics. I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but winning the lottery usually ruins people's lives. Probably. Mm-hmm. Their family begins to turn against them. Yeah. Oh, I'm Each, sure. Everyone starts asking them for money. Strangers will start writing them letters. I read this uh, thing once where this guy won like $3 million and then uh, he had to like move and live under a fake name (laughs) because of the amount of mail that he got daily people asking him for money. Isn't that crazy though? Yeah. People can just like get your information and send you stuff. That's so (laughs) I think that's insane but also like they must be really in need if they're willing to 
yeah. write letters and send it to this person's home asking them well, for they're either their in money. need or they're really like greedy. And yeah. what yeah. the guy did, yeah, because there's those two people. And what the guy did, two types of people. He hired a staff to sort through the mail and investigate them and find out which ones were scams and which ones actually needed money for emergency surgeries and stuff. Because people would say, "Oh, I need this surgery, or I'm going to die. I need it. I need the money tomorrow, but I can't afford it." You know, uh, and then they yeah. investigate it, and it's just a blatant lie. Yeah. But then How other times, guilty but then other times, because they don't have Jesus. That's right. Other times, the they would uh, investigate it, and the people actually yeah. needed help, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. So if you guys win the lottery, don't tell anyone. <laughs> That's all that I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah, like I saw, uh, you know, have you guys ever seen the movie Scream? No. no. Oh, it's like an like a nineties horror movie with like stabbing oh, and the guy wears a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh with like a long mouth. <laughs> and I saw this one thing where when the person went to collect their money, they had a fake name and wore the scream mask. Oh. That way no not even their family would know that it was yeah, them. I've seen that. But uh anyway. Yeah, that's great. He won the lottery, Sweet. so I, <laughs> let's hope that it works out for the best for him, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're trying to be uplifting. uplifting. News. <laughs> yeah. What's that guy's name? Uh, I don't think it says in the article. Okay, I gotta Good find move. out his information. Yeah. <laughs> Connor's Dude, in need. <laughs> it's so easy to find information. Yeah, I got an email once from someone who they're a wacko, just wrong wacko. person, but they were saying that Jesus wasn't actually the Son of God. That he was uh like sent by satan to lead people astray just stupid <laughs> stupid stupid yeah but they emailed all of the church staff here and were like repent now and uh so i looked up their email on google and i found like their name or something and then i looked up their name and i found all of their tax information including <gasps> their address uh- and so then i went to google maps and I found their house on Google Street View. And I no. saw where they lived. I saw their car. I saw their neighbors' houses. I could look up their neighbors' names yeah, and get all of the freaky. information on their tax. I, I knew a, what yeah. party they voted for, their date of birth, their <laughs> address, all this oh crazy stuff just from Google search. Wow. So, well, I know if you search my name, you can find a bunch of photos from my mom's Facebook when I was oh, like really? three and four wow. years old. Wow. But yeah. nothing like that, well, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. Here, here's my tip uh don't have the same password for every account mm-hmm. that's all yeah. that i'll say on that um Uh-oh. connor you look a little interesting you guys look a little scared yeah <laughs> i actually had something similar to that i was just like looking at social media one day and i saw this website where it was like it has like everyone's information and so i actually looked it up and i found my parents on it wow and I, it was like well, I asked Ugh. them about it, and they were like, oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's because when you buy a house or yeah. you do stuff like that, you have to give all mm-hmm. your information. And to it's people. public record. Yep. So, Which, Yikes. that's controversial, but but we're more f- dealing with other stuff right now in society. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, we're trusting in Jesus. It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter anyways. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, at this point, we would normally have a little bit of a message here to uh, challenge and equip everyone. But uh, for today... Uh, for our first episode ever, we're just going to talk about some of our favorite scripture. So Katie's going to start us off and tell us about a verse and why it impacted her. Okay, well, my verse is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And I love that verse because it does exactly that. Like it gives me hope and it gives me um, an excitedness for the future, especially when I'm going through like struggles or hard times or if I'm anxious or, you know, depressed or whatever it is. I know that God is faithful and God's plan will prevail over all and mm, that it's good. He's good. You know, I'm going to give you some preemptive encouragement there because at some point in your life, you are going to hear somebody say, well, that was written to Israel. That wasn't to God's people as a whole. That wasn't written to us. You know, <laughs> is that your? That's that's my impersonation of people who say that because <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> because, and I'll say it's stupid, and someone's gonna get mad at me and confront me about it. But we're God's people now. Yeah, that's mm. the whole thing. It, it, you, I used to think of it as just like a figurative thing, like oh yeah, not by blood. We're not descendants of Abraham by blood, but you know, yeah, that still applies to us because we're you know, figuratively God's people. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that we're even more God's people than that. We're even more God's people than being descendants of Abraham by blood because we are God's people by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that huge? Amen. And so, yeah, speak that verse over yourself, Katie. Do not let anyone <laughs> tell you that that verse doesn't apply to you because it was written to God's people, Israel, because you are God's people that's by right. Jesus's blood. Mm -hmm. So that's great, Katie. I love it. Yeah. Um, my verse is Romans 5, 3, and 4, and it is not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And I guess I just really like that verse because, um, all of us at times in our life, we all experience really hard times, but I think the important thing to remember is that those hard times can be taken as good because in the end it makes us yeah. better people, mm -hmm. you know? How many people is this verse going to speak to right now in their situation? Oh, a lot, I bet. So many people are going into a season where they... Can you actually just read that again? Yeah. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character hope. Yes. That's good. Mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> this might be kind of goofy, but do you know what that reminds me of? What? I feel like every high school sports coach has this... <laughs> poster on their wall that Big. says <laughs> watch your thoughts before they become your actions watch your actions before they become your habits watch your habits because it is your character i've seen that one too you guys have seen times. that yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like good bumper sticker thing, <laughs> but i mean that just reminded me of it yeah, yeah do you guys have any more thoughts on that uh chunk of scripture cool yeah uh <laughs> connor let's hear yours and your thoughts behind it okay my verse is Ephesians 1 4 and it says before the world was created God had Christ choose us to live with him and to be his holy and innocent and loving people and the reason I chose that is because I go to a school that has over 2,000 people in it yeah and so sometimes it's really like you just blend in huh. and you just exist at the school and it's wow. like that is like a wake-up call because it says you before time God mm -hmm. chose you. Yeah. He chose every single person. Yeah. And he That's good. Designed mm -hmm. a purpose for them. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of is inspiration for me. That's great. <laughs> I love that, Connor. Yeah. I love too how you see it and you realize he did choose every yeah, person. Definitely. He didn't just choose some of us. He chose 
every everyone. person. It wasn't coincidence. It's not. It never is. Yeah, yeah. It, it never is. I was reading last night in John. Uh, this man came up to Jesus, and he's like, uh, Rabbi, my son is sick, and he's about to die. And then Jesus said, um, he will live. And then he came home, and the boy had been healed. And it was the exact time that Jesus said he will live. And I just remember thinking, like, boy, there's really no coincidences no. in life. Yeah. No, there really there's isn't. Not. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. No um, coincidence, no luck. It's all God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the verse that I chose is First uh, Corinthians nine twenty four. You guys should turn there. But I've actually preached on this one before when we when we did our Fortnite event when everyone made forts in the next gen center and I then we that. uh we like all um stayed up all night long. Or most of us did. Some of us slept in our forts. But um anyway, this is first <laughs> Corinthians nine twenty four. <coughs> Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wealth, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. I'm definitely the kind of guy who's like, I love getting hyped up Mm -hmm. and having a mission like, Hoorah! Yes, right! <laughs> Hoorah! Jesus! I follow Jesus! I have a mission! You know? I just love, like, the the call to action that's yeah. there. It's not just, oh, I love Jesus. Yeah. I'm a Christian. No. It's a race. I'm fighting for something. I discipline myself. Yeah, definitely. I train myself. Mm-hmm. I think Mig, sh- like, someone should show this to Mig because yeah. this is actually a really good verse. I'm yeah. sure yeah. Fellowship yeah, of Christian should. Athletes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. one of you guys should definitely share it at FCA once school gets back into session. Yeah. But this verse um, just makes me realize what am I fighting for? Mm-hmm. What am I living uh-huh. for? Am I fighting for just uh, nothing, I guess? Mm-hmm. Like, like runners says here, when you're an athlete, you know, you fight hard, you train. Think about how much time professional athletes spend uh, crafting themselves into these enormous beasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you making yourself a beast of a Christian? <laughs> Are you putting yourself through this intense training and you're devoting yourself to mm-hmm. it to become yeah. a beast? Well, it's also like if you have this mindset about growing closer to God, then that's when people recognize and they're like, what's that fire inside of them? You know, if you're weak and you're kind of shy about it, that's when people are going to doubt and question and, you know, you're going to go through trials. But if you're confident and you and you fight for your faith, then Uh definitely people will be good. People are drawn towards confidence, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And even. Like there's something special too about us because we have, we have the Holy Spirit, we have Jesus in our hearts. Jesus freaks. Jesus, Amen. What will people <laughs> do song. when they Jesus, find out it's man. true? <laughs> That's a throwback. I can't believe like everyone for some reason knows that song. I listened to that song in concert. I think it was really awesome. <laughs> it was I feel so like cool. That's a song that is for all ages. Oh, for sure. For all times, mm. it will for always sure. be with us. When Jesus it's comes back, straight that song is going to be thundering. <laughs> yes. Maybe not. Maybe not. That's awesome, guys. Uh, the last thing that I wanted us to talk about tonight 
we experienced something amazing on Sunday night, and some of us experienced it for the first time. And I feel like a fire has been lit. You know how uh, Set a Fire, United Pursuit, we did mm-hmm. that song, mm-hmm. and it just fits so perfect with yes. what happened that night. Set a fire in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. I feel like the Holy Spirit activated some of us. For sure. Yeah. What did, what, did, what were you guys' thoughts from the message on Sunday night? Well, I can say the whole time you were preaching, you didn't stumble once. Mm-hmm. You barely looked down at your notes. You were just talking the entire time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like you knew exactly what you were going to say. But that yeah. was a very powerful message. You, you know, uh, and that's the thing, too. That's supernatural right there. And yeah. uh, because before I speak, and uh, Pastor Brian does this too. Before I speak, I always pray that it wouldn't be through my own eloquence of speech or anything that I know. You know, that's that's he's praying that out of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, let hearts be changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if anyone who talks to me, maybe you can even notice on this podcast, I kind of stumble with my words a little bit. I say weird things. I have bad grammar. <laughs> no <laughs> um, grammar, no good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but then on Sunday night, I prayed, God, just please invade the hearts mm-hmm. of these students. Mm-hmm. And just even if you end up not speaking through me, speak through someone tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like God spoke. Mm-hmm. You said, uh, God, if this isn't from you, if this isn't you speaking, let me be mute, not even be able to talk. Yeah. yeah. And so when Tristan said you didn't even stumble on a word. Wow. It, that – it that's was amazing. So cool. mm-hmm. It was so cool. God is so good. That's awesome. And that's not even close to the <laughs> biggest yeah. s- climax of the story. Yeah. <laughs> We're not there yet, though. You know, the, the point of the message was this. Have a hunger for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Have a hunger for more of him in your life. Have a hunger, a strong desire to see the power of the Holy Spirit happen. Mm-hmm. And, man, we got to see it. We yeah. got to see it. So uh, at the end of the message, I said, uh, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, if you want to know him like you never have before, stand up during the worship, and, uh, and I will uh, pray for you. Mm-hmm. And so I went around while Tristan was leading the worship, and I laid hands on them. Megan did too, and we just said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We commanded mm-hmm. it, be filled. And then we started praying for an anointing over them. And uh, I feel like that was a pretty powerful time. It was. Mm-hmm. Some people were crying. I was a little bit, you know. Lots of people were crying. And uh, just because we were so touched and moved. And then um, I didn't get a chance to pray for Tristan because he was leading worship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I took him into my office. Before that, actually, Tristan, could you explain mm-hmm. your injury? Yeah. Um, well, for the past year, I've been uh, basically disabled because – I can't really stand for very long, and I can't sit for very long, because uh, last last spring I just kind of started having back pain, and I was jogging one day, and I planted my leg really hard, and I just got jolts of pain down my leg, and then the next thing I know, I was just really immobilized. You know, I was kind of just laying on my back the entire day, and I couldn't really do anything because I was in so much pain all the time. And you, you're a person who loves to move around. Oh yeah, oh you're yeah. An I, I yeah. love playing baseball. I love and you love with friends, being with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, this injury led you to have to not do any of that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I you had in, to be homeschooled. Yeah, I had to get out of public school to become homeschooled because I couldn't 
It's in yeah, chairs. So wow, yeah, you couldn't. You had obviously that means you had to leave baseball. Yep, had you, to stop playing baseball. And uh, you, it, you couldn't sit in the chairs at like youth group or anything. No, you had yeah. to like lay on the ground. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. And then uh, even you, your dad was telling me that you, as a family, you guys used to play wiffle ball daily. Yeah, <laughs> I can confirm this. I, used to <laughs> <laughs> I and, had to uh, stop doing that. Yeah, yeah, you had to give it up for over a year, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, I did. Well, <laughs> uh, we're kind of burying the lead here, but but we need to. Let's keep going. Uh, yeah. So then after that time when Megan and I prayed for all the students, we took Tristan into the office and sat him down on the couch, and we just started praying uh, the same thing that we prayed for the other students. And at one point I prayed, uh, Holy Spirit, cover Tristan like oil. Tristan, can you tell us what you felt in that moment? At that moment, my head got really hot. And wow. I just felt so hot, like all over my body. And wow, it's like you felt oil on your head. Oh yeah, it was. It was so pretty cool. And that then... and I didn't know that until afterward, but that just blew me away, man. We yeah. didn't have any anointing oil, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, but God provided it. Yeah, <laughs> just praying, God cover Christian Tristan <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> yeah with the Holy Spirit like oil, and mm-hmm. uh, and as we're praying that, I begin to feel lead led to pray for healing, mm-hmm. to pray for a moment of supernatural healing for Tristan. And uh, <laughs> this is when it got really cool. Um, so I've personally never been a part of like a healing service or a big thing like that. Um, of course, I've experienced uh, praying for people and then hearing later that it worked, they got healed, brain tumor shrunk. Uh, but um, this was different mm-hmm. because we saw the healing happen. Tristan's back for the last year has been twisted and mangled. He's been in a back brace. He's been in such great pain. But then I felt led to put my hand on his lower back and to start saying, by the power of the Holy Spirit, be healed. Mm-hmm. And it, it was at first I was a little bit insecure about it because I'm like, this is weird, but okay. Megan's praying for healing the whole time. And I'm just saying, by the power of the Holy Spirit, be healed. And, uh, I watched his back go straight inside. It was fighting against the back brace. I watch it go straight. Mm-hmm. I, at first, I could fit like fingers behind it in between his back and the back brace, but then the gap just disappeared. Yep. Megan said she felt his bones popping. Tristan, could you tell us what you felt in that moment? Yeah, I felt my uh, spine just begin to like stretch out, and then, you know, and by the end of it, I realized like, hey, I'm sitting up straight right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting back. I'm. You know, I'm sitting normally, and then, oh, man. and then I stand up, and then I reach down, and I can touch my toes for the first <laughs> the time first in the year. Time. Yeah, and he says, "I think I'm healed." Yeah, yeah. and in that moment, uh, I don't. You ran out I, of the well, room first. All three of us just start crying. Yeah, and was... just yelling, praising God. Yeah, it was miraculous. Literally, his twisted back straightened in yeah. front of our eyes, and he stood up. He starts touching his toes. And, uh, yeah, at that point, I threw open the doors to my <laughs> office, and I yelled, everyone come here. I was like, everyone come here right yeah. now. Yeah. And, I, uh, I knew, like, in my heart. Before, yeah. it was very private. Like, you and Megan were in the office with Tristan. Everyone mm-hmm. else in youth group was still sitting on the couches. And, I mean, the message was – it was pretty heavy. I yeah. mean, it, like, it touched all of our hearts. And so we're kind of just sitting there. And I, 
like half of the message I was I was thinking like we need to pray for Tristan like I knew Tristan's back was going to be healed that night or that mm. he was going to feel better so awesome yeah. and I was sitting there and I after when you guys were praying for him I was talking with Abby and Lily and Kyler and I was like we we need to pray for him yeah. like I'm sure Bryant and Megan are doing it right now but we we all need to pray over him and then when you guys came bursting out the doors I like <laughs> got up so quick and yeah. I ran to the room and for like a good 20 seconds. Everyone's, I thought it was staged. Everyone stood there with their mouths open. open. Like, yeah. On the floor. Everyone's just standing there. And I was like, I didn't, I was like shaking a little yeah, bit. I was, I was like, too. I was like, I don't understand. And I saw you, Tristan. And you're just like, you're wiping a tear yeah. away. And I was like, I, I, we had no words. There yeah, is yes. no words to explain it. No, like People no just words. started crying. Yeah. 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 I was just yelling, praise God. Everyone praise everyone, God. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. was lifting our hands and stuff. It was amazing. amazing. It and was then, amazing. So, uh, and then Tristan, what was it like for you in that moment when everyone came in? And I, I called your parents, and they came down too. I mean, I I just had like no words really at all. You know, yeah. I was like there like, aren't words. Is this? I was like, is this real? Because like, you know, I felt so good in the moment, and I, you know, I just yeah yeah. <laughs> there's there's not really words for moments like that. No, you know, like you just so kind of stand there. You know, so. Wow. Then he walked out of that office, threw his brace on the okay. ground. Okay, <laughs> I, I want to talk about that. There was two moments of that night that I saw that will be in my head replaying for the rest of my life. The first one was watching Tristan's back go straight, seeing it go from hunched over to straight, and being like, uh. <laughs> and then the second moment is when we're all out there playing uh, height ball. I know, it's, it's like yeah. ping pong mixed with smash ball. And uh, Tristan just gets tired of his brace and just takes it off. Throws it on the ground. Throws it on the ground. And it was it was powerful. Dude, yeah. it was – you had a smile ear to ear. Everyone did. Yeah. You, yeah. you couldn't not. Like you can't I mean, not smile, you know. He started running across the yeah, room, yeah, running. jumping, touching the ceiling. Tristan, when was the last time you were able to jump and touch the ceiling? A year ago. When was the last time you were able to bend over and touch your toes? A year. It's been a, it's been a long time. And, so. uh, yeah, I texted him the next morning, said, how are you doing? Yeah. He said, still a little bit of residual pain, but you can stand up straight. Yep. You can still touch your toes. Yep. You can still run. And yeah. uh, we mentioned before all this that uh, Tristan used to play wiffle ball with his family uh, daily. Yeah. And I played wiffle ball every day this week. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. When it's I saw amazing. the video of you swinging and hit the ball and you twisted Me? and everything, yeah. just full movement. <gasps> yeah. It was oh, so good. I know. Dude, God so. is so good. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is real. Um, the Holy Spirit is powerful. He's moving today. And we just got to keep praying for revival. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Keep praying. Uh, Anything else you guys want to add to that? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, just some kind of statistical proof, too. Oh, uh, yeah, let's hear that, too. I uh, had a physical therapy appointment the other day, and they do this scene where they have me lie flat on my back with my legs straightened, and they lift each leg up individually and measure the angle uh, with the ground of my leg I can go. And this week, it increased by 20 degrees on both legs, which is – and my even yeah. my physical therapist, he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and – Oh, yeah, yeah. and he, he just was like, asked, he's like, dude, what happened? Everything just looks so much better, wow. and, you know? And so, wow. What did you say? I, I mentioned it. I was like, you know, yeah, I had some people pray over me, and then I just 
felt better and i woke up the wow. next day and i played with walls so i'd be like <laughs> See, man. yeah yeah well so. i wanted to add that the holy spirit that is in us yeah. like mm-hmm. that was because we felt led to pray over him and it yeah. was through god and through mm-hmm. the holy spirit yeah. that that was uh-huh. even able to happen and we all have that relationship with god when we yeah. accept jesus christ the holy spirit comes yeah. into us and so we can pray and we can grow our relationship and we can be hungry for the Holy Spirit. And eventually we will be able to do stuff like that, too. That's so good, mm-hmm. Katie. And that's part of the revival of the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to, you know, call on the Holy Spirit to be filled in us mm-hmm. and calling on the on the gifts that that we can receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, uh, if anyone sees Tristan walking around, say hi. Uh, he's got an awesome testimony that will increase your faith. And, uh, I know all of our faith was increased that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even my own, you know, it was just amazing. Oh, for sure. God is so good. And what a time for it too, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mention you wanted to talk about the timing of everything. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, we're that night we're talking about the Holy Spirit and Brian keeps saying, uh, the Holy Spirit, there's power in his name and mm-hmm. there's power yeah. just in Jesus. And I, I think there was not a better time for it, too, because I kept thinking, like, what these people need is a demonstration of his power yeah. and his Holy Spirit, <laughs> you know? So it's just very so good. Cool. Well, this isn't the first time we've prayed for you, Tristan. Like, we oh, yeah. pray all the time. Yeah, yeah for, for the healing. last year. Like, the bike trip over the summer. Yeah. We prayed for him, our whole breakfast group. We prayed and prayed. And yeah. there's been times when you were healed for a moment. Yeah, you know. For five but, minutes or so and then it comes back but it was never like that though yeah it was, okay it was more just kind of like yeah i feel a little bit better you know i can uh-huh. stand up but it was never just that sudden i never felt that type of movement before you know no one's ever felt your back pop yeah <laughs> uh, over the winter time i had um we went to eastern oregon to just kind of spend christmas with our family and um my family we prayed for me over there and uh about a uh, a couple days ago, I got a text from my grandma that says, when we were praying over you, um, I got a vision that says the healing process has begun. It's not going to be like a sudden thing. It's going to be over time wow. as people wow. praying for you. And yeah, that's amazing. you know, so it's, and then it was reserved. The big miracle was reserved for the night when mm-hmm. all these students heard the message of the power of the Holy spirit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and God showed them it's true. Yeah. God showed us all that it's true. Mm -hmm. This is just so amazing. God is really working with timing here, especially in the Calvary Mac upperclassmen. Like there isn't a better time to have all these messages align and the healing of Tristan's back. It's, it's all miraculous and Mm -hmm. divine. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Well, guys, I'm just so happy with everything that's going on. So excited for this season that we're going into. We just got to remember to keep praying for people and supporting them. Uh, for our listeners, we've got some questions here um, for us to talk through, and y- you can find these on the uh, Upperclassmen Instagram and on the Upperclassmen blog, but I'm going to go ahead and read these off. What has the Holy Spirit done in your life? What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? How do you receive those gifts? 
How can you remain self-sufficient in your faith during this quarantine? Do you feel equipped to stay connected through this time? What is your plan? If you feel hopeless and isolated, please reach out to us. So yeah, like I said, you can find those five questions on the Upperclassmen blog, Instagram, and uh, get together with your friends, even if it's over Zoom or FaceTime or Instagram, whatever it is, uh, and talk about those questions because we want to see the Holy Spirit unleashed in everyone. Mm-hmm. We want to see more healings. We want to see the, the gifts being lived out. We want to see revival, and uh, it's the end of the world. This is the time for <laughs> it, guys. It. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so now it's time for some closing thoughts. Um, first of all, we want to remember home is your first church. That's what God's teaching mm-hmm. us here at Calvary Mac through this season. So uh, hold on to that thought. Write it down. Do whatever you need. But, uh, Katie, any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, just you personally, all the listeners, do stuff to um, – an act on growing your faith. Make sure you're praying. Make sure you're reaching out to friends, journaling, anything. You just make sure you're taking action and listen to the call that's on your heart. That's so good. Tristan? Uh, yeah, I think just the big thing to remember is um, there's power in the Holy Spirit and Jesus' name. And really, you just have to have faith in him. You know, and you just have to believe that he can and will work in your life. So it's good. I think that's just important to remember. So. Yeah. Great. Connor? I think God right now in this season is trying to speak to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing to remember is that we have to listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. And Oh, uh, Katie did a little clap. For <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for me, uh, my closing thought is have a hunger for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. in this season especially uh like like what we've touched on like what uh, connor just said god's edifying the church right now the world is not destroying the church the church is being edified and lifted up um and your home is your first church yep. so thanks for listening guys signing off bye bye mm.